It's Saturday. Um, last night, I was listening to the spaces about how BB is doing. He's just going insane. Um, and I think a lot of people don't like it when Americans comment on the Israel and Palestine thing. So I try to not comment on it to a degree that I'm like, uh, you know, interfering on a cultural level. We all understand. Everybody has a different rationale for attacking a neighboring country or oppressing people who are somehow on land that they believe belongs to them and them only like it's not like these themes aren't universal they're not specific to Israel or Palestine although I think the worst of it is is seems to be happening in that region especially at the moment um but with Bibi you can never tell uh, what he really means because he says one thing and does another <clears throat> and so I was listening to that last night and it really, really upset me to hear that after, you know, after all this stuff, everybody knows that there are some intense negotiations going on here um, because we're talking about a long uh, financial, cultural, and geopolitical history here between multiple countries that have been scammed in some way, been have been jilted in some way, lied to, destroyed. Um, we're talking about a benefactor here who promised one thing and delivered another thing. Um, and then a lot of people are also finding out that things that they've believed about our governments are, it's all turning out to be a lie, not that not that we didn't know that there was a lie uh, or that lies are being told. It's just like, for some reason, we were content with the stupor that we were in for however long. Um, at some point, you know, you have to, you get exhausted from all the fighting. I get exhausted from fighting on even just ethical grounds with, with people who are... Um, for all intents and purposes, just beyond me, above me. Uh, if you haven't seen Elon's, whenever he posts two memes in a day, that's when you know he's distraught. Um, I can't say that I've been analyzing his behavior for too, too long. A lot of you have been following him for much longer than I have. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist doesn't take a genius to see that somebody is unraveling quickly. Um, they keep saying, like, everybody else is crazy. And trying to project onto other people, like, who are, who are out there looking and searching and reckoning with the truth. Because, like, the thing that I've, I've proposed, I've talked about, the thing I've analyzed and studied, this isn't a thing that I've approached like a conspiracy. I've approached it like a thing that had to be reckoned with. Um, 
I, did, I mean, I didn't approach it like a theory, at least. I approached it like it could be true, and if it's true, then it needs to be... It needs to be assessed for all of, all of its complexity. Um, but for Elon, because he's not somebody who's going to reconcile himself with the truth at any point, any time, he literally can't see it. Um, and if he can see it, he, he blocks it from his own, his own view. So we're talking about somebody who, who thinks that you go about your duties the same way he would go about those duties if he were in your position. Um, the fault there being that he's assuming that the uh, idea itself is what, um, how do I explain this? It's like the idea itself or the conspiracy itself is what attracts a personality rather than a type of person being willing to look at certain things um, that need to be looked at and need to be uh, examined. Um, and he thinks that because he would go, he would feel conspiratorial for approaching that topic or he would feel like it's conspiracy theory not for approaching it, that you must be one because you've already done so. This is the logic of men who put themselves above all others, who reduce everybody down to NPCs or memes or, you know, you're just hapless idiots who aren't as rich as Elon Musk. So what the fuck does your opinion matter to anybody? As long as he posts a meme and gets over like, I don't know, what, what's, what's the quota to make Elon happy a day? Because I guarantee you, he's addicted to the metrics. He's addicted to something about this. Um, and to a higher degree than anybody else on the platform is. The thing is, he was addicted to, to Twitter. I think the moment he was introduced to the CD underbelly by Jack. Um, it seems as if... He knew that there were certain privileges that came along with certain, you know, ideas or certain features. And if you were on the inside, you know, say Jack is your friend, you get introduced to the, the list, so to speak. Uh, the list being the hottest, most popular, the most poppin', the most DTF, the, you know, the whole criteria of it all. And I don't know, because maybe a whole database might exist for these people outside of social media. It probably already does. There's like a whole dating service, I'm sure. Um, but having your own private one would be a, a thing, you know? That's what it was for Jack for a long time, like his private playground. So... A part of me thinks that Elon is a bit disappointed that all the, the news that I have spread about this whole thing has spread at the same time that he was trying to claim that he bought Twitter to free the bird and give us all free speech back. Well, now everybody's pissed at Elon because of the Substack thing. And I have to say, I've never, I've never heard people who are even you know, big fans of Elon be this critical of him. This is a big deal. And they're still being pretty soft on him because, you know, most people are focused in on like the one thing that affects them or the two or three things that affect them. Um, not everybody is supposed to be or can be, I guess, influenced by or uh, aware of the, the 
myriad facets of why this thing is just so wrong. Um, why he's so wrong, why he's so fucked up. I mean, he hates the fact that I talk about it all the time and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I talk about other things. I don't center all of this on, on him because it doesn't really matter all that much to me. <clears throat> it's just that I know every single day he's probably reading a variety of tweets by people who he knows talk the most shit about him and talk the most potent, hot, fire-ass, garbage, trash about him. Um, and even if it doesn't get the reach that he... Uh, that it should get, you know, on any other platform, this shit would be, this shit would be making money, um, but on Twitter, it doesn't get much reach unless you do things a certain way, which is engage only with those who you know have a larger reach, because if they see what you're saying, and somehow they then start saying the same thing, or they realize that the thing you've said is true, they can then implicitly spread that information or covertly do that on your behalf or they could just you know shut you up and ignore you there's that but you have to get around this shadow banning stuff somehow and I've had a lot of experience in that because I was shadow banned quite literally from the beginning of when I started using Twitter um, my account would get zero zero views zero zero likes zero interaction and yet I was saying some of the most important stuff about this platform at the time and about its owners, its founders, its executives. I was talking to, you know, high-level leaders and saying, I already figured out a way to potentially fix this. Um, and then, you know, after that, Jack went on to pilfer all those ideas and then start spreading them as his own. A lot of people believed him. And then, you know, more recently when he fled the country, everybody was like, oh, Jack, yeah, now we know we read about it in the forum okay now we know you were totally bullshitting you were stealing a woman's ideas and a woman's ip and thoughts and claiming them as your own so yeah she has every right in the fucking world to be mad but elon does the same thing too all these people do the same thing because all they have all they've got after all of this is the mechanisms that they need to either suppress or stifle their competition via their platforms via uh their I don't know, surveillance, stalking, catch and kill ops, like, it gets bad. And I'm not saying every single time is that bad, but it gets that bad. It has gotten that bad. Um, and you can't chalk these things up to conspiracy just because, you know, we haven't seen the dead bodies and we don't know the evidence and blah, blah, blah. Well, look, if somebody knows somebody who uh, was disappeared this way, and they know that it was because they had gotten close to a certain billionaire, they had gotten involved in a certain group or something, just put it together. There are not that many billionaires, and most of them know each other for a reason, because they are each other's only protection. So you have to find a way eventually how to get around the attacks, how to get around the sabotage, how to get around the shadow bans, who do you got to talk to, you know, how do you get the people especially to stand up with you and for you um, without making it seem like you're just trying to grift off an opportunity to be a victim? Because that's the worst thing you can do. In my opinion, um, 
if if you have to make this about some grift opportunity, you know, please help me, please help me, like, I just need a good strong man to stand up for me now. <laughs> okay, no, no you don't, no you don't. You need to learn how to get yourself out of the spiritual battle or win the spiritual battle and then the rest will follow. It's really that simple. If you can't fight the spiritual battle that this, that it will be when you start standing up to people like this and speaking truth to power, if you can't win that battle, you won't win the other battles. You won't get the rewards. You won't get the acclaim. You won't get the recognition or respect. <clears throat> and if you don't get those things, you sure as fuck aren't going to get the money. Um, the money should actually be the last thing on your mind. It's always been the last thing on my mind. And that's why, you know, people are like, well, <laughs> you're poor because you're poor. Um, I'm not like poor, you know. Compared to the rest of the world, even in the state that I'm in now, I'm not poor. I'm actually quite well off. There are people who don't have shelter, don't have a fridge full of food, don't have a warm bed to sleep in, don't have, they don't have shit. They don't even have clothes. There are people out there like that. So for somebody like Grant Cardone to keep saying this shit, it's like, Grant, who the fuck did you kill? How many murders have you committed? I, I'm just asking. This isn't defamation. This isn't libel. I'm asking you a question. Have you ever killed anybody to get ahead? Are you involved with the mafia? Are you involved with bankers who are predatory? You know, who have you had to squash on your way to the top? Because the only people who talk like this are people who've done that. Literally, the only people. Everybody else, you know, those people who make it from the bottom and they get to the top and they didn't do it by having to, you know, squash anybody or hurt anybody. Yeah, there were some unpopular decisions, but they had to be made for the betterment of, you know, say, the, the entire system. And there was crime going on, so you had to stop the crime, and now some people, you know, got caught up in it. There's all these scenarios in which people could um, potentially be upset with you for what you do or the decisions you've made, but at the same time, there's a difference between people who go about it purely narcissistically and selfishly and people who, who are like, look, it's like a surgeon, okay? I just have to go in and cut out the cancer here. And then once we do that, we can resume all these good things that we have going for us. And we don't have to give them up. You know, we don't have to surrender or sacrifice them. Like when we talk about crypto, Web3, excuse me, I have like... Uh, just have like the you know those burps but they just like never come out i have those um you have those people that are just like hell-bent on um on getting there no matter the cost and what they're gonna sell back to you is this viper viper level vicious um and poisonous ideology that says you can have what I have if you are equally as big of a dick as me. <laughs> you can have what I have if you do the fucked up shit I do. That's basically what they're telling you. You rig things, you lie to investors, you pump and dump, you scam. Um, Grant Cardona is one of the biggest scammers out there. I'm serious. Just look at his whole, his whole charade he's got going on. All you gotta do is look at the man Listen to the way he talks, listen to his rhetoric, and you will know if you are sufficiently smart enough at reading voices or personalities. You will know there's a scam in there somewhere. 
There's a scheme in there somewhere. Now, is anybody going to get to it right now? No, but all schemes are interconnected, okay? So when the network of schemes starts to get, um, get attacked or is, start, is investigated and now things are starting to look a little shaky, um, that's when people like Grant go out there and even Elon Musk to a, a certain extent, well, actually a high extent, they get out there And that's when they start bringing the extreme rhetoric, okay? The extreme rhetoric isn't always going to be, um, you can get extremely rich if you follow in my footsteps. At some point when that becomes clear to people that it's not possible, um, the dream of being like Elon Musk or Grant Cardone is dead, then the extreme rhetoric that comes out will be of a somewhat murderous nature, <laughs> It will be either to murder your spirit or to imply that they are going to murder your mind or murder your body. I experienced the whole gamut of it, the whole we're just going to find a way to murder all of you, steal your, steal everything about you, um, turn you, morph you into something that you're not so that you could never represent yourself accurately. And then people, when you try to, people aren't going to hear you. Well, guess what, bitch? I found a way around it. <laughs> the thing is, it, it becomes a matter of who do I got to talk to? That's it. Take me to the leader. T take me to the one person who I know can take you down. That's the person I want to talk to. Bitch, I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't want to negotiate with Elon Musk um, about any of this stuff anymore. It's like, no, just take me to the person who's going to know exactly what the answer is. And they're going to put it down on paper and say, this is, this is true. Or this is false. Or this aspect of it is true, but this other aspect of it... Maybe that's not so true, okay? Um, when somebody lies and lies and lies and gaslights this way, the only solution you really have is to fight back, create an aspersion on them too, okay? It's not bad. It's not bad to fight back. But the saying fighting fire with fire um, is, is to say don't fight with the same element, okay? Just know. If somebody is bringing the fire bring the rain, <laughs> bring the water. If they're coming with water, um, bring the container, contain it. Um, bring the earth energy, that's what you would be doing. If they come with the gaslighting or the breeze or, you know, the, the heavy winds, well, <clears throat> I mean, bring what you gotta bring. Bring precipitation, bring distillation, bring... Um, I don't know, condensation, bring whatever you've got to bring to the argument, argument to, um, to neutralize it. Sometimes fighting back is neutralizing something. It, it's not to escalate the tension, it's to neutralize it. I understand that. So there are times even in war where one might think, okay, if I do make this big of an impact on, say, another country, um, perhaps, perhaps I might neutralize this. Well, to some degree that's possible, but the neutralization is going to be temporary. And it's going to be based on people, you being able to convince people that they had it coming or they deserved it or something like that. Um, and the same rules apply. Like, I've had to play almost both sides on this where it's like I've got to both defend myself and I've got to get ahead of this 
because these men are out there just like every day every day oh my gosh it's that bitch again she's saying stuff again oh my god what did she say this time how are we gonna make sure she doesn't say it again how are we gonna try to scare her and and that group of people who want to do that admittedly it's getting very slim because now there's heat from the outside kind of like yeah well the things you got away with before elon um you can't get away with again so what do you have now except words and you're not really allowed or it's not it's not in your best interest to address this person directly so if you have to address them indirectly at least keep it within the bounds of the law and respect the fact that uh everybody's watching and everybody's gonna assume your mood and her mood or certain people's moods are corresponding with each other you know, one shift follows another shift. It's not, you know, this is not stuff for, uh, maybe kids won't understand it, but this is not stuff um, that you need to be a super genius to understand. It's just social cues. It's the social back and forth, okay? Um, switching subjects. I was, <laughs> I was in, I was web listening to one of my least favorite spaces and i'm not saying this because of the people in it okay i like the people in it for the most part it's because the host literally doesn't know where to draw the line um it's almost like this elon musk syndrome where you know it's toxic you know it's negative you know this is not how the conversation should be going but because you know what because why not why not let it go that far let's see how Let's see how um, <laughs> how degenerate this can get. Um, it doesn't get that degenerate. I've heard a lot of worse things said. But I've yet to hear a compelling case from this person as, as to why they are so staunch about certain things. I've yet to hear a compelling case um, as to why, you know, why somebody like, Mr. What, what should we call him? <clears throat> I'm just recalling that one time. Um, somebody called him out for being a liar. Um, and being in the vein of those like, you know, those stalker types who have a curiosity, um, have an itch that they need to scratch. And they need to see it through to the end because they need to find out. Look, men have the capacity these days when they see a girl online, they have the capacity and the internet has made it easy for them to find out everything about that person. And then if they find out some things about you, because remember, my public information, the fact that it ended up on Google is part of why I got harassed. Um, when I got arrested in San Diego, people didn't give a fuck about why I got arrested um, they don't, they didn't give a fuck about what happened. They just wanted to see the video and they wanted to laugh. The internet is like that. Um, so if they see an ugly picture of you, he's going to be like, ah, she's pretending to be something she's not. Um, to that, I have to say, bitch, go back and read all 20,000 of my fucking tweets. Okay? Go back and read all of them. Read everything. Because you'll see how I have had, like, 
a whole emotional journey just in the past six months, just in the past year. You'll see how this whole journey has started to pan out for me. Um, and you'll see how and why all these players that were involved had a deep effect on how things turned out. But look, when a man is stalking you, and especially if he's coming from it or coming at it from the perspective of I can get any bitch I want. I can fuck with any bitch that I want. Is that your chick? <laughs> and so they start fucking around like... <laughs> Look, I don't know how men are when it comes to the, when it comes to the dating bracket. Um, when there are girls who multiple people are interested in or you find out... Um, you're just one of a one in a line of suitors who who know the whole story, okay? And this is why they're attracted, um, because they know the whole story. How I had to get out of it basically by myself, and how I have gone on to obtain alpha status in the minds of people who hold higher positions of power than even Confederate grandson and confederate great-grandson and their confederate grandfather ever did i mean think about that that would be that would make that would make me feel stupid if i was hating on this bitch when she wasn't in the spaces i was talking shit about her saying some shit about her this would make me look real stupid if it turns out that i was just another guy doing exactly what other men have done not knowing there are other men who have done their research and done their homework. And homie, they know that bitch can sing in multiple languages, hit higher notes than sometimes even Mariah Carey, believe it or not. And it's been witnessed, it's been documented. That shit's been recorded. And yet, and yet what? All he's judging is, uh... Uh, uh, well, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a lot of stuff. I like my girls dressed up. I like them looking this way. Um, she needs her hair to be this way, or she's not tall enough, or whatever. It's like, homie, I don't give a fuck if you're thinking about that, because for every one of you who's judging somebody that way, there's another ten of you who are not, okay? And unless you're like a one-of-a-kind you are the most one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind, which I guarantee you, you're not, based on that PFP that you've got going on, you're not a one-of-one, one, honey. <laughs> you're like a, you're not. I'm sorry. And that's just a fact. Is there anybody else like you? Probably a lot of them. Um, on a, from a physical perspective, not that I've ever seen your photo, but yeah, there probably is. <clears throat> And then, of course, these guys, these guys, when when it's a multiple guy operation, <laughs> okay, because everybody's interested at the same time, it's a multiple man operation, um, when one of them fucks up or something, sometimes what they do is they put their homie up in front, um, you know, like, to say, I'm not as bad as him, though, okay, he's worse, he's worse, look at how he talks, um, he represents everything you hate. And I'm just here listening and, and you know, giving it a shot um, because I have an open mind. And to that I say, look, 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 as much as I love dialogue, as much as I appreciate people who can 
um, open up a conversation even if they disagree with somebody else I like me a man who knows when to stand up and when to be like no 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 uh uh no mute block bye get out of my space I like those kinds of guys I, I like my guys to be the type that don't fuck around when somebody pops up in the space and starts talking some shit some shit about a lady you don't just let it go on and it doesn't matter who this lady is if you agree with him or disagree with him you don't let motherfuckers talk like that to a woman and some of you men up in these spaces just don't give a fuck you don't give a fuck anymore and at the same time you want women to love and respect you to make you sandwiches have your babies you can't even stand up for a for a woman if if your life depended on it and her life depended on it you can't even tell people to shut up and don't talk to women like that because you yourself talk to women like that. So, of course, no bitch is going to want to date you. And the ones who want to date you, you know what they're looking for? They're looking for a high-level daddy in D.C. or wherever you're at in Florida, in California. Um, they're looking for a high-level daddy who has connections, okay? They probably don't give a fuck about you. <sighs> Every time I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like... I know I don't look the best that I've ever looked in my life. I know this isn't the healthiest I've ever been in my life. I also think to myself, you know, the thing about beauty, the thing about talent, um, is that you don't need to rely on your ego so much. And it's, so much as your ego is connected to your sense of, your perceived sense of self, um, how you perceive yourself when you look in the mirror. Um, I think when you're a creative person, your ego actually becomes far less attached to that in a way. So it doesn't matter as much. It's like, look, when I leave the house, I go out there and I see people in yoga pants and like outdoor attire, no makeup, not trying to impress anybody. They're just out there with their families. And I'm just like, that's great. Nobody's judging anybody based on looks like who cares? If you do see a pretty person, you see a pretty person. But in most states in America, especially, you know, in the Midwest, you got to understand people don't give a fuck. Um, it wasn't until I moved out of California that I realized there is actually a measurable degree of people giving a fuck and not giving a fuck about the way they look. In California, where I come from, in San Diego, people need to be looking good all day. They, they need to be attractive all day, for the most part. There are those people who don't care. But the lifestyle is a part of that, too. So you got to live the lifestyle like every day. In the suburbs, people are just like, i got to take my kids to school. i got to go to soccer practice, take them to soccer practice later. I have to go to work. I have to run my business. I have shit to do. I don't have time to be sitting here like, I don't know, flaunting my ass in short shorts all day. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are like that. And I think judging people based on those factors, that's the stupidest thing you can do because you never know. You never know um, that that person you're talking shit to isn't going to be richer than you someday more powerful than you someday and they might see you someday 
look still looking like shit. Maybe they might still be looking like shit or I don't know, maybe money has changed things for them. And you will still be there trying to flaunt your lifestyle, trying to be a social media influencer, trying to make it big on the internet. And then you, you'll, you'll realize there was some level of judgment there. There was some level of self-aggrandizement there that limited you and stifled you and made you comfortable. Of all things, it made you comfortable so that you never had to grow beyond that. That to me is a death sentence. I look at myself in the mirror and I, I see all my imperfections and it makes me want to work harder. Not to impress people, but it makes me want to work harder so that I can overcome all those other peripheral problems that I have, like my health. Um, <laughs> like my health, like my living situation, um, like my stability situation, financial stability. It's like, you know, you still have to work for those things. Um, I think people get confused. I, I just realized this maybe like last week. I think people get confused when I talk about my money, my trust, my this, my that. I say the, the my part is sort of a meme, okay? Um, <clears throat> I say it is sort of a meme because I have yet to get an official response from anybody in our fucking government admitting or saying, yes, this, this conspiracy you have inquired about is actually true. Or it's definitively false. People have been trying to tell me both sides of it. And I'm still like, look, I am I I assume the silence means something, but it doesn't mean nothing. You know, I want to know what happened between the, the Durhams and the Eckers. I want to know what happened between the years of 2009 and 2019. It's only 10 years, but a lot can happen in 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And I want to know. But also don't get it twisted, okay? When you come across a possibility like this, for better or for worse, um, it's in your best interest to put your best interests last, okay? Because nobody here is going to listen to you if your first... Nobody's going to listen to you if your first, um, your first concern, well, to some degree, your first concern is, is like, well, I, I need to fund my startup and, and I want to start this business. If, and if I, if I make it successful, then will you trust me with plotting out the rest of this or planning for the rest of this? Um, I can prove it. I'm a good business person. Um, you know, so many people have obviously gone about it that way because that's what's made them wildly unpopular. Um, and by so many people, I mean, look, it's going to be a handful, maybe less than a hundred people who ever, whoever get this far. But when I say my money and my trust, I'm meaning it. Okay. I'm not saying all this belongs to me. I'm sort of just like, I don't know, it's my weird sense of humor that I have. Because my ass doesn't, like, want... I just wouldn't... I don't understand anybody, any family, who would want to have that much money. 
Because it, it, I mean, you must have been stealing it somehow. I know the whole story with the, the Durham's and how the Eckers like stole and schemed. I know that whole story. Um, but I also just want to know, like, well, were they actually successful? What was, was the fraud really as big as it's purported to be? Like, what, you know, what's the deal there? Because it's never going to get handled if people don't know how to look at it objectively from the outside and apply some technology to help figure out how this whole scheme went down. To then ensure that it doesn't happen again, okay? So I've made my case about this whole trust thing based on that. It's not, uh, I want to be the queen of the world or whatever. I don't want to get involved in some elite-ass drama, and that's all this is, is some elite-ass drama. I don't want to be involved in it, people. Um, not to say I don't want to be involved in the work, but the extraneous drama that these people bring via their sons, their daughters, with their hate campaigns, they're this, they're that. I just don't want to, I don't want to get involved with that. There's work to do, everybody. Just, you got all these brats, like, trying to lay claim to something that, as far as I know, neither of these people actually had kids. So there would be no biological successors. Um, and the limbo that this thing is in is because somebody had to come along and be the proprietor of it. And then they fucked up and did a horrible job. Just look at what the last 10 years have led to. Um, so yeah, I go about it that way from more of a business perspective because I know that in the end, uh, all my projects, all the things that I want to build and do will be funded. There will be money for them. And the, the money is not the issue. It's, is the plan even good in the first place? Are the ideas viable? Are they useful? Are they meaningful? Because, you know, whether the money is there or not, a good idea will stand the test of time. And it'll do so with respect from people and with the, uh, with help from people. So I'm not, like, worried about it. I, I try to constantly, like, reassure my mom. Mom, look, these things take time. But is the more I work, the more I talk about these ideas... The more I communicate with people and get support from them, the more likely it is that this is all going to change, okay? Everything. And, and I'm not just talking about an upgrade in your suburban home or an upgrade to a new Chevy. Um, I'm talking about, you know, you're going to be able to live a completely different life and end the rest of your days living it up, like... In a maximal degree, because I think that that's well-deserved after a lifetime of, you know, being held down and suppressed and by society, by, because of your, your race, because of your gender, whatever, you know, there, it's like, yeah, mom, I've worked this hard so that you could have those benefits too. There are kids out there who just are born with that silver spoon in their mouths. And so they think, oh, no, oh, no, we can't have these people coming to our clubs. We can't have these these browns at our country club. Like, I'm not kidding. And it's not even not even talking about my white suburban neighbors. I'm talking about some of you motherfuckers up in the most elite echelons of society who are looking down at potential people who could come into your world and 
refuse to fit in and refuse to do all the bullshit that you do, the galas and the whatever. Can a bitch just be rich without having to pretend to be happy with the society that engulfs and encompasses richness? You know? That's not going to make you very popular, obviously. But it, it's just a matter of like, well, who do you want to surround yourself with in life? What kind of people do you want in your life? Do you want to be sheltered by the wealthy? Or do you want to be independently wealthy, So, but unknown to these people? Which may or may not be possible anymore. But do you want to be wealthy and unknown? Do you want to be wealthy and known? Do you want to be wealthy and famous? With the talent that I've got, I could be wealthy and famous. And, and that's the burden that I've had to weigh. I don't think I want to be famous. Like... If I'm going to be famous, I would rather have an avatar. Um, I would rather be in the metaverse so that people don't know it's me. Or they know it's me, but they don't like, you know, because it's anonymous or doesn't have anything to do with my own likeness. I can play a different character. And they don't have to attribute that work to me. Therefore, they can attribute their fandom to that avatar or that metaverse character and not to me. You know? It, it could be that easy. Um, and so I think that's a great idea. Like, I just... <clears throat> I'd like to apologize. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologize. Because there are some things about some people that I really, really just don't like. I understand why they've done the things that they've done. I know that they were just panicky or panicked. They were scared. They didn't want to lose their whole life. They didn't want some intruder to come and steal their man. I get it, okay? Um, but there's some level of complicity that's still going to make me a little bit, like, standoffish towards these types of people. Um, and I don't mean that, I don't want that to be a detriment to them. I don't think that it should stand in the way of them succeeding because there's people who may not give a fuck about this drama, and I don't think that they should. I'm not trying to make that drama any more potent than it needs to be. But I do apologize for being an absolute dickhead. <laughs> uh, for, for apparently, you know, it may seem to some people like for no good reason, but my reason still stands. I haven't gotten an apology from any of these people. Not an acknowledgement, no apologies, nothing. Um, and that to me screams entitlement that screams uh injustice it screams racism you know it's just the same thing that white people be doing throughout history fucking with people who are trying to get ahead who are doing good, good work too um they're out there hustling and you fuck with their lives it is racism in action Okay, and I'm not going to try to convince these people that they're racist or what they did was racist, but it was racist. A lot of this stuff could be classified as a type of hate crime. And how would you like it? You know, if your whole career was derailed by accusations or allegations that you had participated in a hate crime against a minority who has a disability, who is protected by our by law. 
what are you, you know, the pushback I'm seeing from a lot of these people is, well, then we should get rid of the law that protects them. We shouldn't care. That's just woke business to protect uh, minorities from white supremacists or racist hate crimes. Um, those people are out there. They really are. And I am cautious as fuck of even getting involved with them in any way. So until that's apologized for and cleared up, I can't exactly be nice, although I do apologize for maybe being a little too harsh. That said, I hope that the work that some of these people do moving forward, I hope it does make them happy, and I hope that they gain something from it um, that helps shape them into better people, or at least helps them mitigate some of the problems that made them this way in the first place. I understand that public life must be incredibly hard, must be devastating to your private life, um, must be embarrassing when that information comes out about you, but I've been there too now, so I'm not even famous on that level. I understand. It can make somebody really bitter. It can make somebody very angry and hateful towards the world um might make them might make somebody who is at the top just be like let them eat cake I don't care anymore they hate me I hate them there's no point they're never gonna love me because I'm of who I'm married to or who I'm associated with like okay we get it you know that can be tough um and if these mechanisms existed to ensure that you could say if you're a creative person you could utilize your creativity as you wish but in a less obtrusive manner or intrusive manner then yeah you know that'd be really cool i don't know if i will forever have that chance but if i have it now i would love to take it you know if I want to put out music, I would rather put it out on or in the metaverse. I would rather be a fake character. I don't want people to look at me and idolize me, you know, because I don't want them following me around the streets. I don't want people taking photos of me everywhere I go. If there's somebody who's like, oh yeah, that's that one girl who does this, then okay. But it's another thing when people are, like, overexposed to your image all the time. And it's something you, you do as a part of your career. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all this stuff. It's kind of scary. I just look at the effects that fame has had on people like Elon Musk, and I'm... I also look at this possibility in front of me. Um, it's far beyond anything he does. And he knows that. It's far beyond anything that he's ever going to do in his life because if this amount of money is going to have a, make a difference in the world and there are going to be a few people involved in delegating and distributing and figuring out how to get this to people without the same bullshit happening over and over and over again, you know what I'm saying? The same, oh, it, the funding got there, but it didn't really get there, or it wasn't spent the right way, or never got to the people, even though it was promised for this thing. The mortgages never got paid off. 
X, Y, and Z, it went to somebody's political campaign instead of to a poor and needy family who could use some extra money to pay for heat or, you know, rent or basic necessities for their family. Like, we're talking about the difference between life and death for some people. And if this whole thing turns out to be true and all the fraud turns out to be true, um... And all of Silicon Valley's involvement and it turns out to be true. Well, look, you know what that's going to look, um, how that's going to make somebody like Elon Musk look, who has profited and benefited from this ecosystem and all his friends. It's going to make them look like war criminals. They know it. And we might actually start calling them war criminals because all this stuff did lead to war. All these disagreements did lead to war. All the scamming, the lying, the fraud led to war. And I don't want to hear it's because, no, 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 it's because, because so-and-so said something to so-and-so or then they made this move. Look, if you follow the money, you see how... You see the like the spiritual effects of it, right? And these are the spiritual effects that I I think precede all violence. It's just this feeling that my people have been betrayed and I must seek vengeance for them. Um, it may not even be rational. It may not even be the right solution, but that's how that's how it is when you're dealing with, you know, you're not dealing with your just your family, you're dealing with the plight of Millions and millions of people who are depending on your leadership. Um, and that pressure, that can be quite inhuman. Even if you experience it in a sort of subliminal way or sublimated way as I have, it's still... <sighs> it's still the hardest job that I think a human can take on, in my opinion. Um, the hardest non-physical labor job, that is. Uh, the hardest job is leadership. The more people you have to deal with, the harder it's going to be. And it's always when somebody knows that they've failed, that they start trying to put measures in place to protect themselves from their own failure, or the consequences of that failure. Um, a long time ago, I, I just, I knew that I was going to come upon a time where I was called to do something or asked to do something that was very, very serious and that my response would have to be not with a resounding yes or yeah, I can do it. I know I can. Here's my resume. It would have to be more of a, well, I already made a plan for it. So you can look at the plan if you like the plan. Then we do the plan. If you don't like the plan, I could always come up with another one. Um, but the plan itself is going to prove that I'm capable of the job because I've already see I can see um, what the terms of the job are and what is right in front of me right here, right now. Not how things have been in the past, not how we idealize and wish for them to be in the future, but this is what it is right here, right now, and this is how I am going to deal with it. I just assumed, I assumed ownership over this problem, okay? And not a lot of people do that. They try to beg their way 
They try to work their way up to the president. Like, just tell me. Just declassify the... Just give me some information about it. So I know how to milk it for a couple billion dollars. Just tell me. And it's like, look, there's there's some level of, um, of trust here where it, the documents themselves don't need to be declassified. But if people trust you from within, they will start to inform you in some way, either with an implicit yes or an implicit no. The implicit yes will say just, okay, we can't give you the details of it because it's far worse than even you are imagining it. It's far heavier, but what you're doing is working. Or it's just a green light, you know? Proceed, don't proceed. Uh, halt for a moment, calm down for a minute, then keep going. Um, these are things you learn from leaders. That the influence of a good leader is something that you can't deny. You know that it's there. It is guiding you in some way. It's almost like, you know, it's not like God, but it is spiritual. I think God does um, raise leaders this way. Um, and whether you respond to that call, that's on you. Because you don't have to. I didn't have to respond to this. You know what I'm saying? I never had to read all the documentation. I never had to um, analyze it or synthesize it in my own mind. I did it because it seemed really fucking important. And now I come to realize how important it is. And it's a daily work. Um, there are men out there who just want to make it about the money. And I'm like, it's not just about the money. You don't get it. If you think it's about the money, you're jealous because it involves a lot of money. And you know anyone who comes in contact with a lot of money eventually gets rich too. Because look, I, I, I'm I, a tech consultant. I am a consultant. I do charge a fee for my services. Um, people want to reduce those services down to something disgusting. And those are not the services I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is my leadership skills, my advice and my opinion. Okay? I do charge a fee for that but then again if i if this was a situation situation where a, a incomprehensibly vast amount of money were to be given to a single person or turned over to a single person they were found to be the rightful heir to this because they were i don't know groomed for it then i would say well yeah my advice is free because i don't need it I don't need your money. I don't want anybody's money. I don't want anything from anybody. That would be the most liberating thing in the world, in my opinion. Because then it's like, no, I don't, you know, I don't even want more. I want to give it away. In fact, everything I have, I want to give it away. But I don't want to give it to people like Elon Musk and Grant Cardone in the tiny PP PayPal mafia um, and A16Z and... Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to give it to these corporations or people in these industries. Um, I don't want to support Silicon Valley's bad habits. I want to give this to startup founders who I know will be responsible with it. They might think to themselves, well, even if I waste some of it, it's a drop in the bucket because you have so much I can get more from you. Well, with that attitude, you're not getting shit. Every, in my mind, if you were to come in in contact with the largest amount of money in the world that is in some bank account or it's being saved or it's in a portfolio it's gold it's in the vault whatever however you think however the money all adds up 
this attitude that some people have. Of, well, you have plenty. You have plenty. And if uh, we can extort it from you, then we're going to extort it from you. If we can... Um, if we can make you feel guilty so that you'll give more, then um, that's what we'll do. If we have to bomb a couple people, so you'll say, okay, stop, I'll, I'll pay you to stop, I'll pay you to just stop the violence. Well, you know what, homie? This is all I gotta say to you. Um, and I know this might be above a lot of people's heads, but this is what I would have to say to those heads of state. I'd say, you know, you can't extort somebody like that, but that person can turn around and speak to your people and say, this is the character of the man who leads you or the person who leads you. They are somebody who um, refuses, refuses to end the corruption so that money can come, you know? Uh, refuses to abide by accountability and transparency protocols so that the money can flow. And, and it's being proven because you send them a little bit of money you watch what happens over the next month or two months, and that proves to you what they're really about. Every single time even the U.S. government takes money from this thing, because they do, they borrow money from it all the time, and they have to, or else they, <laughs> this government won't survive if they don't take money from it or, you know, sell some debt or something, and it's, it's just becoming an increasing problem of, like, <sighs> your not going to be able to pay off this debt. You're trying to find a way to tax this or um, uh, even, you know, Jamie Dimon is suggesting taking property associated with this trust via eminent domain because he even knows JP Morgan is done, is done, done, done. When we discover the link between what JP Morgan has been doing with all of our tax money and the national debt that we have. It just so happens that that one short that they got fucked over in in the 90s is the same amount of money as our national debt. So one might think to themselves, perhaps JP Morgan has kept itself alive through creating debt that we are supposed to pay off to keep it alive. That, can, that might very well be the ugly truth of this situation. And if that is the ugly truth of this situation, considering that J.P. Morgan has been involved with Epstein, has been involved in Trump's frauds, has been involved in Musk's frauds, has been involved with Silicon Valley's frauds, every it's been involved with every single fraud. One might just presume that when it came time to, you know, pay out that short, pay out that money. I don't exactly know how these things, how these things happen. It's, I, I just assume it's not like, you know, money just magically appears when you make, uh, you know, when you make a bet and you win it. Um, it still has to go through a whole clearing process. Um, and I would presume that when that clearing process was supposed to happen, J.P. Morgan did something illegal, criminal, mafia-esque, and just straight horrific, which they then rigged to make it a U.S. national debt. 
Um, that's slavery. We have slave masters. Um, the bankers are the slave masters, and if they have to go down for us to be freed of their slavery, well, so what? It's not like we can't build a new system. I mean, the bank idea of a bank can still exist. Your regional bank can still exist. In fact, it can, it can uh, move into the future with zero disruptions, except that the, the architecture and the skeletons of it, the settlement systems, those will all change. So what the banks have, the protocols the banks have to, have to utilize, that's what's gonna change. The banks don't have to die. The idea of depositing money and taking out money and investing and, you know, getting loans and stuff, that doesn't have to die. It's just that it has to be done on a different kind of um, settlement system. There has to be a different protocol for those trans transactions so that we cannot have the bigger guys and the bigger banks heisting and stealing money from smaller banks so that it can go make big bets and hopefully you know if it, it if it works out everybody's happy but when it doesn't work out honey we end up in 30 years of debt 30 years and 30 trillion dollars of debt so that's what we're talking about here um okay i'm gonna end it there because i want to eat my breakfast and drink my coffee and it's Saturday I don't want to be talking about this shit all day um you know I'm sorry if I've I've said something that has offended some people because they mistakenly mistakenly got too sucked into the ugly side of the truth instead of seeing the whole truth the beauty that is the truth um, listening to my words and then trying to classify me as like what just some fraudster some Anastasia wannabe bitch I'm not trying to claim that I'm the heir, uh, heiress to anything I'm trying to say I was literally chosen and groomed for this role because I was willing to sit down and do the fucking work you know the work that you and your country club um, castle kid friends don't do that work you just beg somebody to do the, the work for you so you can take credit for it. But I actually did the work, and I'm not going to let any of you take credit for it. So fuck you all. If you keep stealing my content and pretending it's yours and pretending these brilliant ideas came out of your own minds, um, now you're going to look stupid because everybody knows it came from somebody who grew up in the motherfucking hood and so just somehow managed to become this, I don't know, intelligent I'm not trying to fluff my own ego. It's just that at this point, I've alphaed so many times on these people. I've gotten so many W's. I literally got the W off the Twitter sign. <laughs> like, seriously, if I want to take the W off of the Twitter sign outside of San Francisco's headquarters or the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco, I'll just take the W only, okay? I will take that W. Thank you very much, Elon. Um... I'm not trying to have an ego. I'm not trying to freak people out. I'm not trying to create conspiracy theories about anything and say I'm some I'm some divine incarnation of some no, 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 no. It's just that I learned that some money exists, that there was nobody to do anything about it, and there was a search for somebody with a good plan. I had been coming up with a plan since before I even knew this thing existed. I don't know why I was following my intuition. So everybody else with their stories and their narratives can shut the fuck up. Goodbye.